0: Welcome to The Heightening, a place for those who are answering the call of God to fulfill God's purpose in their lives. We are women who are being elevated to a level of intentionality and empowerment to lead the life we were created to live. Please welcome our host, Yolanda Caldwell. morning ladies of the heightening we are so excited to have you join us today and i have the pleasure of introducing you to sarah Genevieve crippen sarah she's the owner of field to fork wellness and she's going to share with us some great tips about nutrition but we're also going to continue the conversation we're having about diversifying our income sarah welcome to the heightening
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Yolanda. I am honored that you asked me to join you. This is, this is cool. I'm excited.
0: Yeah. So, ladies, you know, last week we had a guest with us, and she talked about being our cheerleader. Well, I'm excited to let you know that Sarah also views herself as a cheerleader. She views herself as a cheerleader, a guide, a holistic practitioner, a clean eating expert and a healthy living guru. So we are so excited to have our motivational partner with us today. Sarah, tell us a little bit about Field to Fork Wellness.
1: Well, Field to Fork Wellness um, is a business that I started uh, sometime after I graduated from the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And it kind of came about because to me I I wanted individuals to know that You can eat healthy, you can get good ingredients, get them outside, local, in the field, get them on your fork, and get them in your kitchen and feed your family and yourself. So it was kind of where that field to fork came about, um, eating local, eating fresh, eating organic.
0: That's amazing. How has it fulfilled some of your dreams being a business owner?
1: I guess it was something that, in the beginning, I didn't really envision myself being a business owner. In 2015, my grandmother had died and my, my life had kind of entered into a challenging season. And my husband was dealing with some mental health issues. So enrolling in the Institute for Integrative Nutrition for me was something I just needed to do for myself. It was something that Had always been a calling for me with health and wellness something I already had always had an interest in and a passion in, and I just needed to do it for myself to have an outlet to have a focus to kind of have an escape from everything else that was going on. So starting a business was really not a goal, but once I got into IIN, started going through my coursework, seeing how other health coaches had had such an impact on individuals' lives, helped them change their lives and their families' lives and kind of that ripple effect. I was like, this, this is what I want to do. And from there, I just started gathering ideas. I did something as simple as creating a Google document. And within that Google document, just pulling little phrases I had heard on podcasts or read in books, or on websites. And I kind of put together a vision board with goals. And I just kind of started from there, and it grew. And before I graduated, I had booked my first few clients. Uh, By the time I graduated, I already had my website. I already had my Instagram handle. I actually have two, one I don't really use because that's for a business venture I have down the road. But it was really just finding something that I enjoyed and then little by little realizing that I had these little business goals and just reaching them, and then it kind of just kept growing from there.
0: I guess the way, if I could summarize, and and not in any way to take away from your journey, but you grew your business out of pain. Out of a mm-hmm. place where you were looking for healing. Mhm. Yeah, amazing. I did,
1: and I talk a little bit about it in my in my website in my about a nerd. But you're you're absolutely right. My interest in health and wellness really began after my mother died. Um, she had cancer and died when I was 12. And I just kind of, at a young age, started to be drawn to health and wellness and understanding why this would happen to an individual who had seemed to be so healthy. My family was always healthy. We had a garden. My grandmother uh, was a member of of a co-op. She sold Shackley Vitamins when I was little. We had a Vitamix. So we were always healthy, but there was just something missing, and I think that's what piqued my my interest and my desire to look into health and wellness. And I started reading my grandmother's Harvard Health newsletters and looking on the Internet and and researching. I started, you know, working out. My grandmother always had her workout uh, VHS tapes and things she'd buy, (laughs) you know, late night, on the infomercials. So I was always around those things. And I think after my mother died, that was really what triggered for me what my what my lifelong passion so far has been and that has been in, in health and wellness.
0: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. And for anyone who's listening, you may be wondering, you know, what am I called to? Um, what should I be doing with my life? And sometimes our calling comes out of our pain. So I encourage you now mm-hmm. to take a moment and listen. Um, Listen to your body, listen to your environment, and your awareness—the awareness that you have um, because of because of your pain—may be your calling to fulfill a need for others. So, Sarah, thank you for that. That's that's um, that's pretty powerful. That's powerful. So, you said you said that you were not looking to start a business, but you did, and Mm -hmm. our conversation. Is about diversifying income. So you have your business income, but you also have earned income. You have a full time job.
1: Right. <laughs> right. So yeah. How do you balance and
0: the two? It's, I don't
1: think it's that much of a challenge for me. And this is, I think, due in part to my personality. I am a little bit of a control freak, a little bit of an A-type personality. I like organizing things and putting things into spreadsheets and uh, setting things in my calendar and and checking things off of my to-do list. So for me, it was about keeping things organized. You know, I have my personal checking savings account and my business checking account, and just making sure I keep the two separate. And whatever comes in through my business, I'm either going to use that to continue my education to learn more in health and wellness or to save for something that I need to purchase for my business or to invest in my business later on because I, I'm i constantly thinking and I'm constantly thinking about what I want to do in the future, and especially with the pandemic. <clears throat> I've had to change so many things that I had planned for this summer, some of which I've needed money for, which is why I'm glad that I keep my personal and my business money separate. And like I said, what comes in through my business account, a lot of times that's saved for things that I need down, down the road. So that for me is the simplest way to keep it organized and to keep it separate. And I pay myself. Okay. I always pay myself first.
0: I like that A woman who is business minded And financially savvy Say yourself A lot of individuals who Have business income And I'm purposely Using terminology business income I don't want people to I'm encouraging our listeners Not to think of Their business as a side hustle As something Mm -hmm. that they do on the side I want them To begin envisioning that work that they're doing as a part of a seven-part strategy, um, seven streams of income, and business income as a result of what you're doing outside of your earned income should have um, the respect and not viewed as something that you're just doing on the side. Uh, You are a great example of taking an interest and monetizing it and helping others while you're in the process of doing it. And then you just gave us an extra nugget when you talked a little bit about being financially savvy and making sure that your business income is tracked and managed outside of your household income. Mm -hmm. That's a nugget, so make sure you guys take take note of that. There's something else that you said that I want to elaborate on the shift and the pivot that you made because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Would you mind sharing more about that?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, like all of us and individuals who don't have businesses, 2020 has been a year of change. And change is difficult for everyone, especially those, I think, like myself that have things so structured and so planned. (laughs) And that when that random change comes about, it throws us off, and it really gets into our headspace. So for me, in 2020, you know, I had graduated IIN, newly started my business. I had clients. I was making connections. I had plans. For speaking engagements and plans at you know local businesses, working with certain groups of individuals and doing grocery store and co-op store tours at a local co-op and Whole Foods, and I was all I was so excited about all these things, and it was my plan, and I was doing it, and then the pandemic hit, and all of that all of that ended. Those plans were no longer in existence, and. There was no no thought as to when they would be rescheduled. So one morning, I remember getting up early, sitting in my bed, and thinking, what am I going to do now? My clients are finishing their programs soon. I have nothing. And I literally pulled up my website, and I just went through my entire website in one morning. And redid the whole thing. Redid it and and shifted my thought process and thought about what programs might be more beneficial for people right now. So in addition to my six-month program, I created a 30-day reset. I did a few other things that could easily be done on Zoom. And I kept at it with those connections that I had made with local businesses and other local and other health coaches. I started doing an IGTV series on my Instagram account, speaking with a local trainer and coach. And every week, I just did some quick tips for breath work, quick tips for nutrition that I spoke to about with a local or a fellow alum, quick tips on just drinking water and sleep. I just kept thinking of what needed to be spoken about or talked about right now during this pandemic. And just kept changing and shifting, and it's difficult, but you have to do it. And that's what I'm doing now. I mean, I'm I'm talking to you on this podcast. It wasn't something I thought I would be doing, but because I went and did those IGTV series, much more comfortable speaking to people much more comfortable to talk talk about my business.
0: That's amazing, Sarah. And it is, you are dropping so many nuggets for our listeners, and I thank you for sharing and being transparent and being open. Uh, it's very important that we, particularly women, understand that confidence may come by doing. A lot of times people I mentor or I coach, they want to have the confidence first. They want to go in and do it because they know exactly how they're going to do it. They know exactly what they're going to say. You're giving us um, information and sharing that sometimes your confidence comes along the journey by Mm -hmm. being in action is where... Yeah, where the confidence can come. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll share with my listeners also that when the pandemic hit, uh, I also took a step back. I took a step back. I stopped recording my podcast, and I I needed to to regroup and reevaluate. And once I did that, similar to you, all of the ideas started to flow about what was needed in this moment. And one of the things that came out is this series that we're doing, Diversifying Income, primarily because so many people's primary source of income was disrupted with the pandemic. And having other options are what people need. People need to understand that there are multiple ways to bring income into your life. So that this series was birthed out of the pandemic, birthed out of me doing what you just explained, taking a pause and regrouping, and looking, doing an environmental scan to say what is needed, what message is needed in this in this time. One of the things that I want to go back a little bit to diversifying income. We talked about the seven streams, um, the seven ways to diversify. Uh, earned income, business income, interest, dividend, rental, capital gains, royalties, and licensing. Are there any other streams that you utilize to build your wealth and your family?
1: Well, like you mentioned, I mean, I have my my everyday job that I do, and then I have my passion, which is my field-to-fork wellness business. And in addition to that, I've always made sure, even before my, I had my business, to pay myself first, save money, pay off debt, live within our means, have a decent portfolio, more or less you know, a casual investor. But just making some simple, basic guidelines for spending In our everyday life, because to me, it's more important to have the money in my savings account than have the brand new car sitting in my driveway. Because both my husband and I, few times within our marriage, have been laid off because a company's been bought out, and I've always been appreciative that. I have that little bit of savings because without it in those circumstances when life changes, you're caught off guard and if you don't have anything, it's going to make everything so much more difficult. And it's not always the fun thing to do to save money and not just buy things as you want them. But when I was younger, I remember my mother always saying, is it a want or is it a need? Do I want this or do I need it? And that's kind of something that I've always kept with me as I've gotten older. And my husband laughs at me because I will always save money before I spend it. And that might not be the most complex response for investing, but I think sometimes just keeping things simple is is so important.
0: If I could bottle what you said just now, Wait a minute. We are recording, so I can bottle it. Listen, so I, you know, I'm I, I'm a little transparent. So that interest income, in terms of a stream of 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 income, has been troubling to me because interest rates are so low. Mm-hmm. So you can have money in the bank, and you know, you get your your interest statement, and you're like, really, you know, th- that that's what that's 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 really that's the number. You just gave me new insight. So I am a little different than you. Um, My husband and I do premarital counseling. And one of the the questions that we ask couples before they get married is, you know, if you came across $100, what would you do with it? (laughs) My husband would know exactly how I would answer that question. (laughs) And you, like my husband, would probably say, save it. Yeah. So there are those of us who, in the world who would say, spend it. It's like, it's an extra $100. And my it's husband, right. his favorite line when he's communicating, there is no such thing as extra money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is no, ex- no extra money. So thank you, because what you just did was gave our audience and me a lesson in interest income. What you said in terms of saving, it's, it's not the money that you're necessarily earning because your money is in the savings account, but if we, in this season, because interest is so um, so low, mm-hmm. what you just said is, look at that interest income is different. Um, you saying it to me, what I heard was, yeah. that's your savings. Um, Your savings, setting money aside for later, is another form of income. Mm -hmm. You're paying yourself later. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that wisdom. That is, again, if I could bottle it, and we just did. Listeners, you have it. You heard it here. Uh, Pay yourself later. Look at your savings when money is coming in. Begin to set something aside for later because you don't know what's going to happen. This has been a wonderful conversation. I just got so much good information. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> so You're listen, welcome. I, I yeah. didn't want to share um, your Instagram handle, but please share it because I love it. How can we yeah, get so in contact with you or how can we follow you?
1: My Instagram handle is at nerdy.nutrition. And I am a total nerd when it comes to health and wellness. Always have been, always will. My whole life I've been the person that people come to for questions about health and wellness and supplements, so I thought it was appropriate to call myself or to use this handle at Nerdy Nutrition. And my website is fieldtoforkwellness.com, so either of those ways at nerdy nutrition on instagram or at field to fork you can get in contact with me there's a contact me form on my website if you have questions about any of my programs or what i do and i always welcome individuals to reach out to me through instagram through dm or just commenting on a post i love to engage with my followers and and other people who are interested in health and wellness
0: I want to thank you on behalf of all of our listeners. I want to thank you for being our cheerleader, because I know that you're going to cheer for every woman yeah. that's a part of the heightening, that they can find their healthy place, um, their place where they can be rooted and grounded in a balance and a healthy life so that they can do everything that God's created them to do, so they can fulfill their purpose as you're fulfilling your purpose. So I really appreciate you joining us today. Um, Any one of our listeners, if you visit Sarah, when you visit Sarah, please let her know that you heard her on the heightening. Let her know that her words have reached you and pulled you in to find out more about feel-to-fork wellness. Sarah, thank you again for joining us. I am so grateful for the nuggets that you've shared to help women improve their lives, fulfill their purpose, and create the life that God created them to live. So thank you again.
1: You're so welcome, Yolanda. This has been my pleasure, and I've enjoyed greatly speaking to you today.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Please visit us at www.theheightening.com.